Welcome to the You Can Have It All podcast to create a successful business and a thriving family. I am your host, Mona Tavastili from Mompreneurs Worldwide. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of You Can Have It All. Today's topic is in line with everything that's been happening in 2020. We all have experienced incidents and situations that we were not ready for, and a lot of people are emotionally drained these days. Stress management is a very important topic, and I'm super excited to introduce you to my guest today, Suzanne Jeffries. Suzanne, welcome. Thank you so much, Mona. It is just such a delight to be with you again. I always enjoy our conversations. I'm super happy that you're here. So I'm just going to share a few lines about you and then I'd love to know your journey. So Suzanne is a certified nutrition therapist, stress management consultant, fitness instructor, keynote speaker, and she's also a Tai Chi expert. She's a successful serial mompreneur for 30 plus years with three kids, four stepkids, and seven grandies. Oh my God. She surely knows how challenging it can be to run a business while raising a family. Suzanne is passionate about empowering overwhelmed mompreneurs to create a healthier balance in their life and business. So welcome again, Suzanne. Thank you so much for being here with us. I'm super excited for, uh, to, to learn more from you. Thank you, Mona. It's always such a pleasure to connect with you because I always learn something from you in our conversations as well. So it's a beautiful energy exchange, which is really part of what we're talking about, managing energy, managing stress. So it's, it's really a pleasure. My pleasure is mine. So Suzanne, tell us a little bit more about yourself and your journey. Well, um, I've been an instructor, a teacher my whole career, and I wanted to have children from the time I was 15, although I waited, of course. Um, So working with mompreneurs is very near and dear to my heart because I've also been entrepreneurial for a very long time. My entrepreneurial journey really began um, when, over 30 years ago, when my children, my two children were very small and I was in a very stressed out part of my life because I was newly divorced. Money was very tight. I was a first grade teacher at that time. And I was just constantly overwhelmed, you know, between trying to be the best mom I could and paying the bills and working my full-time first grade teaching job, plus trying to get my side gig started. I wanted to have a, a business tutoring on the side as well to bring in more income. Plus, I really loved working with children one-on-one. Um, it was just a lot. And I kept trying and trying and learning. And, and I felt like no matter how hard I worked, it just never got easier after years. And um, I was quite overwhelmed one day. And I was, I don't know if you've ever had that feeling, Mona, where you're just completely tapped out and overwhelmed and at your wit's end. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And I think most mompreneurs can, uh, can uh, really relate to that. So I was just completely overwhelmed and I was sitting in my children's martial arts class. It was the one class I could afford to uh, pay for them. And uh, I was sitting there with the other parents rooting the children on, but I wasn't really rooting actively that time. Typically I'm that mom in the group who's like, woo, you know, rooting for everybody, slightly embarrassing to the kids, but, uh, but I loved it because there was always someone who needed someone there to root for them. But on that particular day, 30 years ago, I was just quiet because I was um, kind of in, a, in crisis, a kind of a last straw. It was a last straw moment where I didn't have enough money um, to even take my children out that day to our weekly slice of pizza, which was the big treat because we were on such a tight budget. You know, it was the one thing I could afford, the dollar back then, a dollar a slice. And I didn't have the money and I, hadn't, I didn't know how to tell them. So I was sitting there just praying, honestly, for a solution, for, for a sign. 
that because I knew things had to change and I was just at my wits end. So I was really asking for help. And all of a sudden I heard this quiet music coming from around the corner in the school, very small school, just a couple of classrooms. And so I followed the music because it was really mesmerizing and soothing. And I found these people doing this beautiful synchronized harmonious movement flowing together. And it was just breathtaking. It was so quiet and gentle and mesmerizing. And I didn't know the instructor saw me peeking in, but she mentioned for me, she motioned for me to come on in. And I did. And pretty soon I was just flowing along in this beautiful, slow motion, harmonious energy, like a dance. And that was actually my first experience with Tai Chi. I'd never seen it before, had no idea what it was. I just knew that it looked beautiful. And the class ended very quickly, but within those five minutes, I began to feel this stress, this tension I'd had for years in my body just begin to melt away. And I was amazed that I began to feel a, a transformation in that short amount of time. So I was really fascinated. And I was about to ask the teacher about it, but then my kids came running up and said, mommy, guess what? Our best friends wanna take us all out for pizza, can we go? And I felt like, wow, I'd asked God for a sign and that was my sign, it was so direct. So we went out for pizza. I decided to commit to learning Tai Chi. I found a way to barter, you know, as mompreneurs can be very creative and uh, very resilient. So I found a way to barter for Tai Chi classes. And within, I'm gonna say four weeks of learning this beautiful moving meditation and martial art, plus applying the ancient principles to life. Principles like relax, um, one clear thought, one clear intention, um, relaxing in the proper structure, breathing, coming from your center. As I began to apply those principles, honestly, Mona, life just started to get easier. My, my kids were happier. Um, I felt like I had more energy through the day. And my side business, that tutoring business, just started to explode. So I took that as a sign and I decided to become a Tai Chi instructor and I committed to a five-year teacher certification process. And it's been one of the best things I've ever done and also one of the um, simplest things I've ever done that continues to inform my life in my business, in my relationships with my family and in my relationship with myself and my self-care. So it was one of those divine experiences and it's just a delight to be able to pass that on and share some of those principles with the other mompreneurs out there who may be struggling especially in these crazy times that is such an amazing story so thank you so much for sharing it i got goosebumps and it really reminded me of the fact that whenever we want change happen instead of looking outward we need to look inside of us like the change really happens within so we need to just give that space to find the solutions and sometimes we are so busy and the outside world looks so chaotic that it is difficult to give those even small moments of silence to be able to find that solution. So I'm very happy. I'm really glad that you found yours. Um, that's definitely a blessing for sure. Mm, absolutely. And I love that you said space because part of what I discovered was I was so busy and frantic trying to do things. I wasn't allowing space to receive. And that's something that I learned in Tai Chi as well. Absolutely. And I, I do believe that all, it, all the challenges come with a toolbox. We just need to be able to take a step back and then find a way to solve whatever that problem is. So um, if we see problems as an opportunity to grow 
and expand and learn, then I'm, I'm confident that there's always a solution for any problem. And I'm glad that you shared your story with us. Tell us more about Tai Chi in general. For our audience who don't know about it, what is the philosophy of Tai Chi and um, why is it different from all the other? Can you say it's an exercise or is a sport or martial art? How do you, how do you define it? You know, that's a great question. It, can, it falls into many different categories. It was created 1800 years ago in China by a Taoist monk named Chang Song Feng. And it is a martial art. So it's a system of self-defense. Unlike many other martial arts like Kung Fu or Karate or Taekwondo, Tai Chi is not used for, um, for aggression or for attacking. It's only for defending and protecting. So not that I have anything against martial arts where there's a, a you know, attacking and defend. I mean, I studied Kung Fu for many, many years, but Tai Chi is different. We call it an internal martial art rather than an external because the purpose of Tai Chi is to protect ourselves, which we all have every right to do, whether it's managing our energy or protecting ourselves from stress, which is really where I feel like it's most applicable um, in these days. Um, or it's, you know, maybe God forbid someone attacks us, um, but it's really primarily to protect ourselves because we're very precious and it's important that we know how that we are worth protecting and taking care of. So each move in Tai Chi, if you've ever seen it, I think most people have seen it maybe on TV commercials where there's all these older people moving in synchronicity and this beautiful slow motion dance. That's probably Tai Chi. Um, Every single move, although it looks like a beautiful, exotic, slow motion dance, every move has a self-defense purpose. So it's highly intentional. It's very specific in terms of being very practical. And yet it looks like this gorgeous, simple dance. So it's, it's kind of neat. There are many layers to Tai Chi. Um, again, I also call it a moving meditation because it, we move in rhythm with our breath as we go through the different movements, which are highly choreographed. They're very specific. You don't really like just go with the flow and make stuff up in, tai, in traditional Tai Chi. It's where you follow a series of moves that are 1800 years old. So um, as we go through that, we begin to move in rhythm with our breath, which is why it's so slow. And as we're moving in rhythm with our breath, um, it just has a beautiful impact on our levels of stress and on our health in general. There's a lot of science behind how Tai Chi has numerous health benefits, anything from improving balance dramatically, no matter what age we may be, or improving um, the heart health, improving blood pressure, improving, interestingly, improving that busy uh, monkey mind, the chatter that goes on with so many of us because we're so overstimulated. Um, what I like to say is Tai Chi helps us relax our bodies, quiet our minds, and smooth out our energies. So it covers many of those uh, different categories. At the same time, there's four different styles of Tai Chi, and some are much more active and dramatic. You know, they're very flashy, like they're high kicks and things like that. The style I teach and have studied for 30 years is called Yang style, Y-A-N-G, like yin and yang. Yeah. And that is the most grounded and subtle. So it's very subtle. It's something that literally anyone can do, even if people cannot stand, they can do with their upper body. 
Um, you don't have to be physically fit. It's a great way to begin to move because it's so important that we all move. Um, and it's just a beautiful way to nurture ourselves, whether we are not very active or we're a highly active professional athlete. I've worked with many professional athletes to help them with Tai Chi so they improve their balance and they improve their movement and their, uh, their stamina. So lots of different ways that Tai Chi can serve us. Absolutely. Um, and I, I feel that Tai Chi, what does the word Tai Chi mean? Tai Chi means grand ultimate way or grand ultimate fist. It's translated several different ways. So meaning that it's the ultimate way to live life, basically, with the Tai Chi principles. And, uh, and ultimate fist is, of course, the ultimate way to protect ourselves. And the Chi as energy, well, uh, does Chi mean energy? She does mean life energy. And here's, here's something that might help. There's a beautiful story that really explains um, how Tai Chi was created and the basic premise. If it's okay, I'd love to share it. It's about a snake Please, yeah. and a, um, an eagle, 1,800-year-old story. So um, 1,800 years ago, Chang Sung Feng, the Taoist priest, was head of a huge temple in China. And one of the main responsibilities of the head priest of a temple is to make sure that the monks, the students who are taking, at that time were taking Kung Fu, um, because they had to be like monk warriors to protect and defend and also go out and attack. Um, every one of the monks who were studying to be a Taoist priest had to take martial arts and Kung Fu. And as they moved up in rank in their studies, they also had to test their fighting skills so that they make sure that they were viable warriors. And so as the advanced students got higher and higher up, it was the master, it was Chang Sung Feng, who would test them. You know, he put them through their paces, they'd fight, and then he would say, yep, they're ready to move up, or no, they're not. And basically they were sparring, you know, they were fighting. So Chang Sung Feng had a huge problem with this. His problem was not that he couldn't protect himself because between you and me, the master never reveals everything. They always have something kind of in their back pocket, just in case there's like an upstart and they have to take care of them. So his problem was not that he couldn't protect himself and fight. His problem was that he was wasting too much energy. Back then, and even to this day in many places, and this is my belief as well, the idea is that we're all born with a certain finite amount of chi or life energy. So that's C-H-I, chi, life energy. And the belief is that the only cause of death is that we die when we have used it all up. So chi is very precious because we only have a certain limited amount. So Chang Sung Feng's problem was that it was taking a lot of chi to keep on testing all these advanced students and he wanted to serve them, uh, but he needed to figure out a way to serve his students to test them without wasting all his chi. So he decided to go into the mountains and meditate. And he went into the mountains and meditated and he had a cave he would go to and he was there for three years. Wow. Now, this is supposed to be a factual creation story, three years, and he would go on his daily walks each day and he'd come back and meditate and he was hoping to come up with a solution, but he just wasn't coming up with anything. And one day he went out for his daily walk and it was a beautiful sunny day like it is today here in, in Florida. And he looked down in front of him on the path and there was this big fat snake just taking a sun bath. I don't know if you've ever come across a snake when you've been out on a walk in the sun, they're just warming themselves. Have you ever seen that? Not really. And I think I'll be really scared if I see one, to be very <laughs> honest with you. 
Yeah, well, you know, snakes are cold-blooded, so they like to get in the sunshine and soak in the heat. And when they do, I actually have come across a rattlesnake doing that once. Whole nother story. I'll tell you another day. But um, anyway, so the sun was just, the snake was, it looked like it was taking a nap, completely oblivious that Chong Sung Fung was there. So Chong Sung Fung was looking at it and he noticed this little circle, this little shadow circling and circling, a small dot right around the snake. So he looked up and he saw an eagle circling mm. around, clearly getting ready to dive and, and, you know, eat the snake. So he thought he'd stick around and watch this play out. And pretty soon the eagle dove down. And at the last possible second, the snake just rolled out of the way and the eagle hit the ground really hard. And the snake just was oblivious again. And the, the eagle flew up and was flapping his wings harder and circling faster, gained more momentum. Dove down again at the last possible second, the snake just rolled out of the way and the eagle hit the ground again. And this happened over and over until finally the eagle was completely exhausted. Clearly it was his last attempt. And he circled and circled and built up more momentum than ever, dived down. And at the last possible second, guess what happened? The snake, the snake just rolled out of the way because it was working, right? So the eagle actually hit the ground so hard that he knocked himself out. And at that moment, the snake just slithered over, coiled around the eagle, and had the eagle for lunch. Oh, wow. I don't know the ending of the story. That's really interesting. And that is what inspired Chang Sung Fung to create Tai Chi because the snake allowed the eagle to use up all his energy, all his chi. The snake got out of the way, didn't attack, just got out of the way and let the eagle waste his energy over and over until the eagle was so exhausted, the snake was able to triumph. And that's the idea in Tai Chi that we find ways to deal with situations with challenges in life, um, whether it's a health challenge, a financial challenge, a business challenge, a relationship challenge, we find a way to conserve our energy, to take good care of ourselves while we figure out how to deal with the challenge and get through it. And sometimes it's just, like you said earlier, creating space, allowing space so things have time to work themselves out. Sometimes it's um, diverting the flow of energy, you know, shifting that flow of energy, for example, I'm sure you and many mompreneurs, you know, we talk a lot with our potential clients, our clients, business partners, competitors, whatever. We have lots of conversations and there are times when there's maybe a conflict or a challenge and often it's so much more beneficial rather than to argue or to resist, you know, with your words to listen and to allow and then find a way to collaborate that creates more of a flow. That's what Tai Chi is all about. That's very beautiful, Susan. What it reminded me actually is that when we say it takes two to argue, so when even somebody wants to argue with you or they come with that energy of like they, they are looking for something and then it, it's really up to us whether we let them do that or we take care of our own energy. So you, you know that I'm also very passionate about energy optimization. We always talk about the pyramid of energy, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And as exactly you mentioned, you say that when you don't argue with everyone, like choose your battles carefully because your chi, your energy is precious. And we shouldn't just like waste it on things that do not matter. And I think that's one of the if we realize that that a lot of things shift because when we save our energy, when we invest in our energy, then we have the ability to focus on the things that matter instead of wasting it on things that do not. 
So that was a beautiful story. So thank you so much for sharing it. Tell us, give us some tips on how to manage stress. And is there such a thing as good stress? Yes, million percent. There is good stress. There's a big difference between, in my opinion, in good stress and bad stress. And first, let me start by saying that we're always going to have stress. Stress is simply a part of life. And it's how we respond to stress that determines whether or not it depletes our energy, whether or not it actually creates illness in our bodies or um, depression or um, hopelessness or worry, anxiety. It's really how we manage it because stress will be all around us always. And there will be times when we feel more stressed or less stressed. The important thing is having a go-to strategy to deal with it so that we can take care of ourselves, even in the most worrisome, um, uncertain times. I define good stress as stress that motivates us to make a positive change. Mm -hmm. So for example, if I want to find a new job or start a new business, I'm going to experience some stress because change brings stress. And yet that's positive stress because I may start a business that I love that fulfills me that where I can serve people and really help them in the world. Um, so that was good stress because it motivated, motivated me to make a positive change to me, bad stress, quote, negative stress. Again, we can um, minimize the negative impact, but uh, what some people might consider bad stress. I mean, certainly um, pandemics, there's a, there's a lot of challenges with the pandemic. I believe I'm a silver lining kind of person. I believe that we acknowledge what's awful about something and a pandemic is certainly horrible. And yet there are some opportunities within that experience that allow us to um, maybe to nurture ourselves better, to uh, maybe nurture others better. My, I was speaking with another mompreneur friend today and we were talking about how we're both very outgoing people who love to be busy and how we've really been appreciating the quiet and the time that this, uh, you know, the 2020, everything going on has allowed us because we're not going out as much and we're True. really savoring that time. So I think a lot of it depends on the, how we manage it, but I'm not going to say like, if someone you love dies, that that's good stress. I'm not going to say that. Absolutely. And the, the good stress, I also agree with you. Like even when we exercise, like you are a fitness instructor, we basically put our muscles through stress, right? And that's how we grow muscles. For example, when we do resistance training or we put our muscles through some kind of stress, that's when change happens. And I believe that is the same thing when we do it also emotionally, when we go through something which we feel we can't really handle, but we, we handle it and we come out of it even stronger. So we go through that stress, but I think it's also the recharge, the rest part that is very important. Like a lot of times these days, we go through one stress after another. It feels like everything is happening to us. And when we don't give that space between all of these different incidents, that's when you feel overwhelmed. That's when you feel burnt out. And I'd love to know what you think about that as well, about the resting, recharging, and restoring our energy. You know, I love that you asked that because honestly, I'm, I'm also a certified nutrition therapist, as you know. So I'm, I'm pretty good at the eating clean not going to say I'm perfect, but I'm pretty good at that. I'm pretty good at fitness because I love to exercise. I'm pretty good at stress management because of Tai Chi. But girlfriend, sleep was not an area that I excelled in. You know, I would just be so busy and get my second wind. And oh, if I do more, then I'll have better results. I'll help more people. And what I've learned, especially through Tai Chi, 
and fitness, three things. We need to relax. And by relax, I mean to release tension, release stress, um, release the overstimulation. In Tai Chi terminology, relaxing literally means to release the tension in the body and the busyness in the mind and to smooth out our energy. So we need to release and kind of empty our cup, if you know what I mean. So we need to release, let go, create space, so then we can recharge. So in Tai Chi, in the classes I teach, whether it's online or in person, we do these movements where we actually literally release a specific thing that's stressing us out or holding us back energetically. So we create the space then to receive and to recharge with positive energy, with chi that we actually cultivate because Tai Chi helps us not only manage stress, it also helps us generate more chi, more life energy, which increases longevity and anti-aging and all that good stuff. And then once we've let go of what's holding us back, we've got to create space, we fill up with positive energy that actually um, nourishes our bodies, nourishes our minds, nourishes our soul, and then we rebalance. And for me, that's where the philosophies really come in because you know I can do Tai Chi all day long, but if I go back out to work or to play or to wherever the grocery store, whatever, and I am not able to transfer those life lessons to real life experiences, I'm not gonna reap all the benefits. So for me, with Tai Chi, first we relax and let go. Then we recharge by generating more Chi, creating more energy from the sky, from the earth, and fill up with the good stuff. And then we bring it out and we apply it to real life situations. And that's really where it can be very transforming um, when it applied and implemented properly. Absolutely. And I always see life or each day as a blank canvas. So if it, it can be really like if we bring all of the past uh, stress and uh, things that are in our mind and the business, as you mentioned, to a new day, then really we, don't, we are not giving any space to create anything new uh, versus if we give that space of sleeping and resting well and meditating to take away all of these, uh, let's say the self-talk or imposter syndrome or shame and guilt and everything that's happening in our mind, if you just let go of them for, for some time, then it creates this space, as we talked about, to be able to create the things that are important to us, that vision, the reason that we are here. And um, I'm, I'm very glad that we're talking about this as well. So, Suze, tell me the relationship between nutrition, exercise, and stress. Like, how are these all related? Oh, I love you. You ask great questions, Mona. <laughs> Thank um, you. So, nutrition, stress, and exercise, how are they all related? First, let's, let's define stress. Stress can be mental stress, emotional stress. But in a physical level, it can also be this stress that each cell in our body experiences. It can be biological stress. And that would look like inflammation, right? So if we have inflammation in our body, then it stresses our cells and it depletes the energy in our cells. If you've ever seen a picture of a cell, you know, everything physical is made up of cells. Every cell has something right in the middle. Um, mm -hmm. It's a little energy center. It's where that cell generates energy. It's called mitochondria. Every single cell has this. And when we have lots of inflammation in our bodies, then that mitochondria, that energy center, it's depleted. So much of the cell's energy is going in our body to releasing the inflammation because inflammation is the cause of all disease, comes from inflammation, from biological stress, and then of course, mental, emotional stress. Um, each cell in the whole body works so hard to release inflammation that it gets depleted and that's the brain cell, the skin cell, the, the stomach cell, whatever it is, 
the eye cell, it's not able to do its job well because it just doesn't have much energy. So biological stress creates a level of where the body is um, in a weakened state and much more likely to get sick. So inflammation is biological stress. There's only two things that cause inflammation. One is malnutrition because nutrients are things our bodies need for fuel. Our body can make some nutrients, but most nutrients it can't. And so we have to feed our body nutrients and they come from food. So by nutrients, I mean, you know, protein and fats and carbohydrates and vitamin A and vitamin C and, and calcium and things like that, macronutrients and micronutrients. Um, and our body can only absorb nutrients. Remember, nutrients are fuel for our body, for our cells. It can only absorb nutrients from food, from natural food, food found in nature. So if we eat things that have like, you know, like Wonder Bread with vitamin B12 added, it's an artificial ingredient. It's an artificial nutrient. So our body cannot absorb that. So it's really important that we nourish our bodies with good nutritious food and that we do it every day because not only can our body, so our body needs nutrients for fuel. If we don't get enough nutrients, it's like our car running out of gas. If we put the wrong fuel in our bodies, like artificial foods and junk food and things like that. It's like us, if I have a car that runs on gas, it's like putting propane in the tank. It's mm. not gonna work. It's gonna really mess up the works. So we need nutrition from food every day, real food. And we need it every single day because even if we eat really healthy today, our body can only store nutrients for 24 hours. So this is why it's so important to find a way to eat healthy in a way that just resonates with your lifestyle and the kinds of things you, um, that you like to eat. I feel like my, kind of my motto in that world is like live deliciously, you know, find some food you love, um, find ways to make food. A lot of us are not going out to restaurants as much, or maybe we didn't go out as much, but find simple ways to make your, your recipes healthier. I like, I love swapping out ingredients. For example, I was making pesto the other day Mm -hmm. And you know, that's usually with olive oil and Parmesan cheese and pine nuts and fresh basil and a little garlic. And yet I wanted to do a vegan version. So instead of using Parmesan cheese, I use nutritional yeast flakes. And then a friend of mine said, you know, I love pesto, but there's just so many calories in it, so much fat. And I said, well, you know, healthy fats are good, but yeah, we want a certain amount. So I decided, you know, let me just try, I'm going to half the olive oil and I'm going to put in artichoke hearts instead mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it's like the best pesto I've ever made. Um, much lower fat content, plus artichokes are really good for your liver, really good to help that part of your body, that filter. So when we can improve our nutrition, remember malnourishment, that's one cause of inflammation. The other cause is toxic overload. When mm. we have too many toxins in our body and in our mind, um, what happens is that, remember, every cell's job one of its jobs is to get the toxins out of the body. And so when we have a toxic overload, then our body becomes exhausted on a cellular level. So it's real important. We get the junk out, whether it's, um, you know, really junky, stinking self-talk, whether it's um, pollution all around us, we can't control everything, obviously. And I don't want people to get stressed out about, oh my gosh, you know, there's pollution outside. Listen, just focus on what you can change. You know, maybe if you are at home a lot, you know, look into some natural cleaning products that are non-toxic so that you don't have that, that inside air pollution. If it's food, you know, look for food that has no artificial ingredients and maybe cut back on that sugar some. 
So when we improve our nutrition and we reduce the toxins, the inflammation drops and we become much healthier. So for me, Tai Chi is like getting rid of the mental and emotional junk, the lack of balance in life. And food, the nutrition is about getting rid of the junk food and putting the good stuff in. And I love the way that you described it. And it is lunchtime here in Vancouver. I'm now very hungry, Sue, the way you described your pasta. And uh, it's vegan, so definitely something that I'd love to try when we meet, hopefully soon. Um, let's shift gears a little uh, bit, Sue. Tell me when something like trauma happens, what can we do to not let bad news consume us? Like there are things happen in the outside world that we don't have any control, but they are important to us. And sometimes I feel that with the things that are happening around us, like you're consuming this news, which is always fear-based, or if it's like there's really an incident happened that makes you really sad, what can you do when something like that happens? And how can, you, how can we protect our kids as well during the times that we are going through that uh, trauma? That's really important to think about. Um, so if we define trauma, significant trauma, as something beyond our control, obviously it's something we can control, we do the best we can to improve the situation. But if it's beyond our control, like a pandemic or something else, then I believe it's really important, first of all, to communicate, to express those feelings, because it doesn't help to stuff them down. When we talk about in Tai Chi emptying out and releasing, sometimes it's just talking to someone who, is, who we know we can trust to listen. And if we just need someone to listen, it's important we let them know that. Because so many times it's easy when we hear a friend or someone we care about who's upset, it's easy to jump into that, ooh, here's how we can fix it kind of a mode. And if we say, you know, I'm so upset about X, Y, Z, I just need someone to listen. Can you just listen to me for a few minutes and just let me express it and empty it out? Then someone you trust will say, Sure, absolutely. And you can even say, you know, I know at a certain point I might ask you to give me a suggestion, but to take care of ourselves, it's so important that we express what we need. So rather than stuffing it in and letting it fester, it's important we express it. And yet I'm also a huge believer in, we call um, clear intent in Tai Chi. It's one of the basic 10 principles. And clear intent means focusing on what serves us and not focusing on what does not serve us. So for me, that I strike that personal balance. I get a little bit of news and information each day, very small amount, and then I move on with my day. Um, now, not everyone in my family does that. My husband loves, he's like a news junkie, keeps it on all day long, and that doesn't serve me. It serves him, and I need to give him that because, hey, if, he's, if that's how he thrives, that's fine. For me, that doesn't, that overstimulates me and burdens me. I'm filling up with too much junk. So Absolutely. I really minimize my exposure. I, I stay aware, you know, but I'm very careful. I'm, I protect my mind and my energy by not exposing myself to six hours of the same news over and over and over. And this is so important, so that you mentioned, we are in charge of our own energy. I think that is like number one thing that we all need to take responsibility for and have like constantly remind ourselves that nobody else is in charge of my chi, is in charge of my energy, is in charge of my happiness. Like I am the only one who is in charge. So I decide which conversations I 
uh, take part in? What are the things that I do each day in terms of the nutrition, exercise? These are all the things that we have control over and we can choose differently each day. So thank you so much for mentioning that. Any final tips when it comes to managing our energy? And one more question that I have actually is that you talked about each of us, we have a certain amount of chi, let's say. And, um, you know, when each day, we, is, is it possible to increase that chi based on our activities? Or is it that like we need to protect it so it doesn't finish? Or is it like a, something that we can, with our activities, fill it up as well? It is so important to know that we can always create more chi, always. It's a matter of being aware and knowing. I, I like to intersperse the, the word life-giving. You know, mm -hmm. if I said to you, Mona, what's something really life-giving? I mean, what energizes you? What, what fills you up? What makes your heart happy? The exercise is the first thing that com comes to my mind. Like each time after, especially after yoga, I would say, Suze, if something happens and I need to balance my emotional energy, it's either boxing or it's yoga. So it's the two extremes. I either need to kick something or I need to just be centered and be aligned. And I think honestly, both of them, whether that's a cardio, so you release that anger or, or emotions that from your system that you they're not serving you and you don't want them anymore, or you just let go through yoga and meditation. So I would say these two. I love that. And I love that you knew exactly what it was for you. And, and the beautiful thing about the juxtaposition of yoga and boxing, which I love both of those two, is that they're a beautiful example of yin and yang, complementary exactly. opposites, beautiful movements and activities, very different. And yet they complement each other. If all you did all day long was boxing or all you ever did was yoga, you'd be missing out on the benefits of the other. I think fitness is enormously important, movement, hugely important. And honestly, sometimes I, I love weightlifting. I teach Absolutely. Tai Chi, but I love to lift, you know, and I love to do really rigorous exercise um, because it's an expression of that energy. And sometimes if I'm upset, if I'm feeling, you know, off center or something, maybe I'm angry, maybe I'm really stressed out. It's really important to go, you know, empty it out with physical activity. So fitness has a beautiful place there as well, for sure. I love that you mentioned that. So I know I mentioned last question, but now that I have you, there are more questions that are coming up. Um, when it comes to exercise, like for example, when I learn more about chi, when I learn more about energy, and I realize that when I start investing in myself and in my own energy, the external world started to shift as well. So the true meaning of the change happens inside out. So instead of focusing on changing other people or the situation, when you focus really put your, all of your attention on changing yourself, you can see that the external world started, I don't know how and why, but it starts shifting as well. There are more and more studies coming out that our lifestyle has a huge impact on the quality of our health, not just our longevity, but also the quality of our health. So lifespan plus health span. Um, in the United States and, and in North America, often, you know, we're living more and more years. You know, the typical average lifespan isn't 65 or 70. Now it's closer to maybe 75, 80, 85. And yet the last, the extended years are often um, where there's a lot of illness and poor health. So they're not fun extra years. They're years of illness. And what's coming out more and more is that the lifestyle habits, the small, simple things we do each day to manage stress, to nourish our bodies, to move and be fit, those things have an enormous impact on the quality of our health, not just on that day. Like you and I know if we go box or we do yoga or we eat a beautiful, healthy, clean meal, we're going to feel better. 
but even beyond that every day. So the, the thing that's enormously empowering is that we can make those decisions every single day. So I think it's so important to, to step up, to know that we are worth taking care of. That's why I call my overall business CEO wellness, you know, healthy body, healthy mind, healthy business, our body and our mind are our two best tools. And as mompreneurs, especially, it's so important that we nourish them, that we protect them, that we know that they're valuable, that they're just priceless. And I think it's so important that we step up and consider ourselves the CEO of our own health. So for me, CEO means chief empowerment officer, but maybe for someone else, it's going to be chief energy officer or chief eating officer or chief entertainment officer, but that's stepping up and deciding to take personal responsibility. That's enormously empowering. And it's just a beautiful gift we can give ourselves. And you know what? We deserve it. We're mompreneurs. We are changing this world and we need to nourish ourselves too. Absolutely. And as they say, everything is a reflection of you. So our business, everything that's happening, it's really a reflection of what's happening inside of us. And the day I realized that, and I started focusing everything from, from my own energy, the way I do things have changed as well. Like I don't look at exercise just to be fit and look good. That is definitely amazing. I hurt my neck actually a couple of months ago, so I haven't been able to exercise properly and I miss it so much. But I also know that I'm investing in my energy. When you eat something healthy, knowing that it's not just again to lose a couple of pounds, it is to invest in my energy. So when chi, energy becomes the center of everything and knowing that when I invest, invest in my own energy, I have, I have the ability to, to do the things that I want, to chase my dream, to do the things that I always wanted to do, then the way we look at all of these activities um, become very, very different as well. And any final words Suze, for our audience, whether it's about nutrition, fitness, Tai Chi, how can they get started? Well, for Tai Chi specifically, or just to connect with me, uh, they can go to my website, which is Tai Chi with Suze. That's T-A-I-C-H-I with S-U-Z.com. And when they go there, they'll see that there is a little freebie because, you know, I'm such a believer in giving gifts. I love giving gifts. And it's a simple checklist, real quick, of 10 ancient Tai Chi principles that help us stress less, balance better, and truly succeed with more ease. These are the principles that transformed my life 30 years ago. And I would love to share them with your audience, especially these amazing mompreneurs, because you know they're so worth it. And the world needs us now more than ever. And we have so much to give. So that's, that's one thing I'd say, definitely check that out. I know you'll love it. And there'll be a couple of videos that come in with that as well over the next couple of days after, which just give little snippets, little conversations about it. Um, the other thing is, I think if we can just uplift each other, support each other's vision to make a difference in the world, we all have an incredible gift that the world really does need. Um, you know, believe in yourself, believe in your value, know that your chi is very precious. And that means that you are very precious and you are worth every bit of self-care that you crave. Give that to yourself. It is not a luxury. It is a necessity. It is an investment in you, in your body and mind, not only for your family, also for your impact on the world. 
Every time you talk about this, Suze, I get goosebumps because it's so powerful when we realize that we are in charge of our own chi. No matter what's happening in the outside world, we are in charge of our own energy and the way we deal with it, we, we are in charge. That puts us in, in control of our own lives. And I'm super excited that we um, managed to talk about all of these in this session as well. Thank you so much. The link will be on the show notes. I'm downloading it today for sure. And I'll share my feedback with you. And I can't wait to share it with our audience as well, because definitely it's a great gift. And I really appreciate that, Suze. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank for being here. Much. Thank you for sharing your energy and your expertise with our audience. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And hey, mompreneurs, rock and roll. I know you're going to do great things. And I cannot wait to hear more about your successes, small or large. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now.